Swangling. Swangling show episode 28 is going down. Joshua P. Dunn in the house today. The P stands for um, people because we're talking about some shit that people do. Joined today by the Swangling heavyweight champion representing South Florida. The dude that's out there only wears expensive glasses. Look at the chain dangling, <laughs> just stunting on the whole entire world with that conspiracy family t-shirt on vice grip, Mr. Grips. What's happening? Popping y'all. What's good? Yo, it's fucking, it's a very good uh, feeling to be joined by the Swangland heavyweight champion as we're going uh, and dropping this episode of the Swangland show. Shout out to everybody that's been listening to the Swangland show and subscribing and all this shit on the channel and uh, putting it down for Swanglers worldwide. Um, you know, we've been chopping it up about a bunch of different concepts over the last couple episodes of the show. We've been talking about shit like loyalty. We've been talking about shit about people's intentions. We've been talking about disloyalty. We've been talking about that pure fuckery in other ways but right now on the swangland show episode 28 like i said i'm joined by the swangland heavyweight champion representing south florida vice grip mr grips as always and we also got a special guest today making his first appearance on the swangland show of all time we're talking about the man ej what's happening ej harrison how's it going my friend uh man i'm good i'm good you caught me in the middle of making pizzas i, I finally can uh come and open up and see what's going on with you guys man oh and it's it's a wonderful thing to have you joining us and entering the ranks you know what i'm saying of the appearance count total that accumulates to let motherfuckers potentially be the swangling heavyweight champion like vice grip right now so he's looking at the fresh meat he's like i see there's new competitors <laughs> on the block coming to get my swangling heavyweight champion and it's uh Wonderful thing to always be joined by members of the illustrious conspiracy family as we chop it down on the motherfucking Swangland show. And now, once again, a party isn't exactly a party without the baby face, without the homecoming king, without the fickle freckle boy living in the sea, my co-host with the most. And when I say the most, I mean the fucking most. Kyle, Nucleus Holsinger, what's up, my dude? Not much. How's it going, man? What's up, everyone? EJ, Grips, what's up, man? I love it that now all of a sudden this conversation has spiraled out of control so quickly before we even get to the subject. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. The homies are in the fucking house. And uh, on the Swangling show today, my friends, we're going to talk about something different. We're going to talk about making mistakes and what you can do to learn from making mistakes or maybe advice you could give to people that frequently make mistakes. So we're going to dive Head first, right into it, right? The term mistake is defined as an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong, or to, of course, be wrong about something is also to make a mistake. So I'm going to bounce my first question to my man, Kyle Nucleus Holsinger, the homecoming king. Um, what is something you can think of on a small scale that is a mistake that you make frequently? Um. Assuming I have the time to do something when I don't. I always assume, <laughs> just, you know, you always assume, you know, oh, I'll do that later. And then that, that time, something else takes up that time. Well, next time you better judge it better, you little son of a bitch. And maybe yeah, you'll real. be able to get all your things done when you're prioritizing and gearing up for the appearances of the co-host on the Swangland show. 
We're talking about exactly. mistakes, right? And mistakes, um, I feel like mistakes are something that everybody makes, you know, whether it be on a large scale or um, a small scale. Some people make mistakes so bad to where they can't function in society because of the repercussions of their mistakes. Some people make super small mistakes that it don't even really affect their day to day life because they can just keep going because they got it together like that. Now, um, mistakes. One thing about making uh, mistakes, which I've made plenty of them in my life, and I'm sure you guys have probably witnessed me make several of these mistakes in my life. Um, one thing that I always noticed is that like you always gain some type of knowledge from making a mistake. So my man, EJ Harrison, the pizza man is in the building. I got a question for you in relative, in relation to business. Um, what, what could you say is an example of a mistake that you have made that you have gained knowledge from making the mistake? Oh man, I would say the mistakes would be more for me it's more of coming to age man you learn a lot from mistakes if you're smart enough to learn from them man i'd say my biggest mistake you know for me is you know i'm from small town it's, it is what it is here but making that transition from the streets to a business person you know what i'm saying you can't deal with all things the way you might deal with them on the streets in the business world and uh, coming to age, you'll find that out real quick. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably the the mistake that I've made the most that I've learned from. I think that's a good example of that because, you know, you got to have a different type of temperament. You have to have a different type of approach. You have to um, carry yourself in a different manner when you make that transition. You can't just uh, always rely on your internal instincts when it comes to having conversations with people and, um you know, negotiating and there's certain, there's certain tactics that you have out here that sometimes you don't, you don't always get to display in that realm. So I'm glad that you dropped that insight because that's very valuable in my opinion. Now, uh, the Swangland heavyweight champion vice grip is in the house. Have you ever made a mistake? And then like trying to solve the mistake, your like creative brain starts going and then you, you just come up with a fucking solution. And if so, you got an example of like, uh, uh, a mistake, causing you to be creative and coming up with an, a solution to the mistake. Um, yeah, yeah, it's happened. I mean, I can't really think of some specific off rip right now, but, um, you know, basic, uh, life is making mistakes and then correcting them or finding ways to soften the blow of those mistakes. Even, <clears throat> you know, you're talking to a girl, you might, might say the wrong thing and you feel the vibe kind of change then you got to immediately do, you know, make that next dance move to, uh, to say something slick to get you back on course and in the good graces. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's something in a professional setting or uh, a social setting, you know, mistakes are going to happen. You can't shy away from them. You know, everyone's human. We got flaws and sometimes we don't know how to act in certain environments. Um, <clears throat> like EJ was saying, a lot of us come from the streets, but we're all professionals now. So, you know, how we operated in our previous business is not the same as how we can operate in our uh, current business. So, you know, you learn from those mistakes and you make adjustments and you got to be, like you said, creative with them sometimes. Oh, yeah. You got to be able to to always be um, almost like a, a good reference or metaphor that you could use would be that pivot foot in the basketball game. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to yeah. always... Uh, 
be able to slightly turn a little bit to adjust to something, whether you're the one making the mistake or you're dealing with the repercussions of somebody else's mistakes, which I'm sure a lot of us have to do in our personal lives. You know what I mean? Um, when you're um, somebody that's reliable and um, people depend on you and stuff, sometimes uh, picking up the pe the pieces of other people's mistakes sometimes kind of attracts and gravitates your way because you're naturally a problem solver. So I'm sure that you know, that's something that I can relate to. And maybe other people that are listening to the Swangland show can listen to that as well. Um, and be like, yeah, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. You little son of a bitch. It's going down on the Swangland show episode 28 joined by members of the conspiracy family. As always, I got my man, the fickle freckle boy, man, rocking that yellow and black Wolverhampton wolves, Euro soccer gear representing for that fucking rare shit like he always does now kyle um making mistakes right it makes you resilient you gotta um there's something about the adversity of of overcoming a challenge that kind of like sparks you up and gets you going right because if you don't make mistakes you would uh always be staying in your comfort zone right and that that's never going to lead you where you want to go so can you give us an example of how um maybe jumping out of your comfort zone and making a mistake made you a better person. Oh yeah. Um, it was a mistake to uh, like, I guess, uh, continue my relationship with the mother of my children for as long as I did. I probably should have summed that shit up sooner, but there was a lot of good that came out of it. Uh, like trial and error. You know what I mean? I learned from it about relationships and all of that. I, uh, when I moved, we moved out of state, I, I was able to find different opportunities and, and got to get in other fields of work that I wouldn't have before were. So, I mean, like there was a lot of, even though it was a bad situation, a lot of very good things came out of the end of it. So um, you live and you learn, like there's times of jobs where like um, I couldn't get stuff figured out. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden it starts clicking for you. Or you're able to uh, find your way, like, um, I don't know, different presses I've run. Some people run them certain ways, but, you know, maybe just tweak it a little bit because I was left-handed, you know, do things a little different, it, it helped. So just uh, trial and error is the best uh, life lesson. That's what's up, man. I think that's a good example. And um, the concept of making mistakes or other people making mistakes or us making mistakes in general, right, it kind of teaches you a lot about humanity because it's it's like an underlying blessing in my opinion to be able to see that and assess that and read that because you learn a lot about people by the decisions they make and you see somebody yeah. make some type of mistake you know you can you can gather that type of info and um, I think there's a big difference between um, assessing and being judgmental you know what I mean just because I don't heavy or like weigh my opinion on something does not mean I did not see that shit that was going on or that shit that you did and you know what I'm saying? I can make my decisions based upon that. Now, my man, EJ Harrison is in the building um, representing for uh, Fostoria, Ohio. Um, do you got an example, EJ, of maybe a time where um, somebody else's um, mistakes or behavior patterns allowed you to see the type of person that you were and like you could or they, they were and you were able to like dodge a bullet by knowing that um, it's not a good look to fuck with somebody because of their mistake patterns. Um, absolutely, man. I mean, that 
when you get as far as business wise goes, and I, I think this probably pertains to just real life lessons type deal. Um, you know, sometimes spotting people's mistakes or getting into a mistake that happens to have you involved makes you be able to watch for mistakes even better. You know what I'm saying? It is um, just to keep an eye open, you know, because mistakes do happen. Uh, you know, stuff happens. It is what it is sometimes. But for the most part, man, most all mistakes, at least for me, always end up in that aha moment. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that light bulb goes off and from that mistake comes something great and beautiful. And you know what I'm saying? You may not have seen it while the mistake was happening, but to look at it afterwards, sometimes those mistakes are life changers in positive ways. And of course, negative. But if you can bring that positive out of a mistake, man, you're winning. Absolutely. Vice, your opinion on what EJ just said there. Uh, I mean, I agree with it. You know, sometimes you never know how your life can change when things happen to you. You know, it's just inputting new information and it completely, you know, some things are so jarring that what seems simple right away could have a long lasting effect. And then you look back at it years later and you're like, yo, that's kind of like when I noticed that change, you know. So sometimes learning from someone's mistake, like you see them make that mistake and it influences how you move so that alters your course, you know. Absolutely. And I think um, one thing about um, uh, we've mentioned so far about, you know, being adversely affected by other people's mistakes. Right. But I also want to focus in on when I'm the one that makes the fucking mistake. There is nothing in the world that'll sit you down in your chair faster and make you feel like a fucking ant underneath of a fucking microscope more than making a mistake and having to sit and reflect on it is the most humbling fucking thing of all time. Kyle Nucleus Holsinger, what's a, um, a reference that you could give me for a time where you've been just extremely humbled by making a mistake? Um, like going, uh, going to custody court, dude, like, uh, that whole deal, man, like, cause you have to take a class, uh, like you, you might have to take a couple classes depending on what state you're in and all that jazz. But, uh, I had to take this one class and, um, I don't know. It makes, they start pointing out what to do and what not to do when interacting with stuff. And sometimes I would say the good portion of the parents in there probably saw parts of themselves in there. And I did too, in parts of arguing and this stuff around kids. And like, uh, it humbles me to real, you know, cause like you think of yourself, especially when, um, you know, you're in a relationship and, and like whatever you think, like everything's fine, but sometimes, you know, you don't realize until later. So to see, uh, some of the mistakes I was making in front of my kids as far as arguing with their mother, which is why I think it was better that it did end the way that it did. Uh, but the, the whole process of that was super humbling to, uh, because you have to realize you need to improve. I oh, needed to improve sure. as, a, as a father uh, and I needed to improve, I guess, as a man and as a person to, uh, to get the goal that I wanted, to get the result that I wanted. And, and I was able to do that. I'm still on that same path. Well, and that's a, um, like, I feel like that's one of the, the byproducts of a mistake is it could either create um, a coward, 
really, or it could create courage. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is you made a mistake and then you're, you know, you're self-assessing and you're looking at it and then you fucking muster up the energy and the fucking balls to be like, nah, fuck that. This is something about myself that maybe I'm not who I think I am or maybe, or, or maybe I need to improve in this regard and you make the fucking change. That's, uh, uh, being courageous is, is definitely a bra, like a, a backend directly tied concept with making mistakes because, um, in order to change and not be able to make those mistakes again, it's definitely not an easy thing. And a lot of people probably put a lot of effort into making that happen because it makes you wiser, you know, when you make a mistake. Sometimes uh, you can make a mistake that's life changing and it could make it could be the inspiring force for the best thing that ever happens to you in your entire life. Now, speaking of the best thing that could happen to you in your entire life, say you're sitting in this game day and the team's in the playoffs or some shit, and then some magical vehicle just pulls up to your house and you're like, man, what's going on? And it's a, a motherfucking delivery from Nunu's Kitchen. CJ De Niro pulls up with a goddamn Cincinnati Bengals hoodie on, dropping God off. Goddamn right. The king, the king of the wing is joining us on the Swang on Show episode 28. We're talking about mistakes. So we've been going around the room and we've been chopping it up about um, the byproducts of mistakes and what it's like to pick up the pieces of other people's mistakes and how making mistakes can sit you down and make you super humble. So we're just going to put you on the spot right off the rip. CJ De Niro, what's the, uh, tell me the most recent mistake you've ever made. Hmm. Recent mistake I ever made, it made me humble. Ah, shit. Just, well, recently something with, with the business, um, trying to do more than I actually could. Uh, trying to uh, fill an order that I just could, I couldn't do it. I thought I could. I thought I had the resources to do it, but it didn't work out that way. Um, just over overreaching, basically. Well, shit, that's good though because if you got to yeah. overreach, that means you're scaling to growth. You're you're learning and adapting to what you can handle, what you can't handle. So now you know next time how to be ready for that, and you're you're gonna yeah. check it out the next time. So you made a mistake. Boom. There's the solution. You learn from it. We got the Cincinnati Bengals fan is in the house. CJ. We got the man EJ Harrison in the building. EJ, tell the people right now that's listening to the Swangland show. If they wanted to pick up some super dope pizza in Northwest Ohio, where could they get that from? Um, you can come to the venue 18, man. It's um, daddy and K's pizza. Now, you know, it's, it's delicious. Not only pizza, you can get you some cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Just, mwah, I'm telling you, it's delicious. <laughs> Ask about it. <laughs> and, and that's located in Fostoria, Ohio, Venue 18. You go there, Daddy and K's Pizza, and get you some straight fire and some fire dessert. Now, my man, Vice Grip, the Swangland Heavyweight Champion, he's living in a life of luxury. He's down there in South Florida in the sunlight in the sunlight all the time. He had to trim the beard down. I wish he would have got rid of the center portion and had just like the Hogan only fucking handlebar stash <laughs> as the champion. No, no, that would have been that would have been live. You would look like dude from Metallica. Well, the American, grab the American flag and fucking do the whole thing. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's going down on episode 28 of the Swangland show. We're talking We're about, about mistakes. CJ De Niro's confused. He needs to know where the fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm really confused. I'm looking for my damn cutting boards, but I don't know what shit is it. 
Well, if you're in the kitchen and you're on the Swangland show, you want to make sure you know where your cutting boards are at. Where yeah, you're man, I had at. two of them. I you don't want to hurt yourself on the Swangland show trying to experiment because sometimes making mistakes will teach you how to experiment because like exactly. um, you got to create a new approach to something or if you uh if you're the type of person that's like innovative or you try to think of different ideas or different solutions to things whether it be a, like a product or like a personal problem you always got to experiment and usually like 90% of those experiments end up in complete failure. But when you do hit on that one, like EJ mentioned earlier, you have that Eureka moment. It's all mm-hmm. worth all of the mistakes and the trial and error because the knowledge that you gain along the way is complete gold. Does any of my friends on the swing on show want to enlighten us on this topic? I can tell you a, a good story, man. Let me, uh, if I got a few minutes, I'll tell you a, a good story. And it, it's, it's kind of funny. So probably about, it's been about eight years ago, man. I um I did my first little photo booth, man. One of my uh, one of my dudes named BJ, he was uh, going to jail for about 14 years. And it was the first time I'd ever been asked to do a photo booth. And I set up and I got ready and I, I, I like failed completely. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a complete fail. I think I took over a hundred pictures. Now I should have got at least $5 a picture, right? I walked out of there with $45. Cause I had to give everyone back their money because my printer wouldn't print. The paper oh. I got was the wrong size. It was just, it was terrible. But out of that moment, man, I was like, hold on. So you telling me, I can take some pictures of people and print them on the spot. It took me maybe three to four minutes at a cost of maybe 30 to 40 cents a picture. And I can charge them $5 a pop. And it was good, man. I got everything together. Went up to uh, Toledo. That's city close to us, man. Went in the club, my cousin's club and did it and made a thousand dollars that first night. $1,000 after I got everything right. But that aha moment of trying to do the photo booth for the first time and failing and losing money, man, that was everything. I've done that a thousand times now. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Just oh, yeah. so. Now, I think um, another reference that I can speak to, that's a great story, by the way, because I know the type of person yeah. you are, EJ. You were talking about BJ party, weren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I was at that party. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I'll probably give you your money back. Yeah, he yeah, wants his five dollars back. He wants yeah, his fucking man, five dollars back. Doesn't matter. I was in the. Uh, we was. That's when we took that big ass group picture with BJ and shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's I remember. Five. Went to Toledo. Yep. And started charging ten, and they gave yeah. it to me. It was. It's awesome. Still to this day. Yep. That's great. That's such a great story. And I know all of us that's in the room, all of us have experience with um, throwing nightlife events and um, throwing mm-hmm. concert events and stuff like that. And there's no business other than that. Like if when you come in at the level that people like us come in at ground level, you got to figure everything out on your own. You got to renegade moves. You got to pay for everything off top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you take so many little L's along the way and you got to learn and maneuver it and, and kind of just 
chisel this block of granite until you got this well-oiled machine of an approach. Otherwise you fucking lose your ass on this shit. And I know mm-hmm. that everybody that's in this room can feel that, that uh, the relevance of that subject specifically, because if you're listening to the Swangland show and you ever threw a concert or a party, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You better have your ducks in a row and you better be organized. God damn it. Or you're going to take that L. Now I'm joined by the Swangland heavyweight champion vice grip representing South Florida rocking that crucial. If you guys see that conspiracy family, Rick Nixon t-shirt that you can, that you probably can't even buy them anymore. That's exclusive. We gotta, yeah, we gotta, right. we gotta create a demand for those web stores shut down right now. Maybe in a couple of weeks you might be able to get a conspiracy family T-shirt. Maybe you won't be able to. You little son of a bitch. You should keep watching the Swangler Show and find out. Now we're gonna talk about um, how we can prevent ourselves from making mistakes in the future. Okay, so I was looking up like different. Um, techniques and stuff that they say is like preemptive to mistake making. And I came across this formula where this gentleman in this article says that the best way to prevent yourself from making mistakes is by taking the world at eye value, meaning always assessing what's directly in front of you first and processing that first vice grip. Do you think that that's good advice as far as um, that someone could take? As far as uh, maybe not making mistakes in the future, do you think that's a good good advice for them? I think CJ found his cutting board, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you got to take things that are right in front of you. Your eyes are going to be the first test, you know. Um, you got to obviously read into read into things and do your due diligence afterwards. But your the eye test is always the first test, you know. So. You gotta you gotta look at things at face value and, and realize what they are and then figure out how to go about you know your next maneuvers. Absolutely. You gotta have that critical thought process. That's like the way I look at everything. It's like for me, it's it's sometimes a gift and it's a curse, the level of analytical that I am. Because I know that like the the type of person I am, when I set goals, I segment, I break everything down into many, many goals and this and that, you know what I mean? If I'm making an album, I'm breaking it down in quadrants and I got four songs like this and two songs like this. Or if I'm, if I'm doing anything, pretty much, I always break it down and want to know the functionality of everything. Everything that I look at, I see for smaller pieces of what it is and the components that make it work. So for me, making a making mistakes kind of like weighs heavily on me because I don't know if it's like maybe a perfectionist mindset that I have or whether it's uh, my ego and I just don't want to be wrong. You know what I mean? Sometimes or whatever. Sometimes when I make a mistake, dude, it weighs so heavy on me that I know for a fact I'll never in life make that same mistake again because it's like, it overtakes my thought process, like how almost like I fucking cheated on myself or something. Like, how dare I do that? That's how heavily I weigh sometimes when I make mistakes on myself. Now, Kyle, Nucleus Holsinger, the baby face, when you cut off your beard, did you immediately say, fuck, dude, I made a mistake? No, <laughs> no, I'll grow it right back. It'll be back in no time. But I want to point out that, like, there are certain mistakes that, like, you can't, once something's done, it can't be undone. Like, you can get drunk and decide to drive and kill a van load of people. Like there are certain mistakes that happen, but I'm not saying that you can't fix the situation, but all you can do is try to be, you know, move from there 
and be, do the best you can from that point. Like there's times where like you lose your whole ass, like, uh, you know, in uh, gambling or uh, addiction or, or something, you know, and there ain't no fixing the, the problems that you know, the relationships you've affected or, you know, whatever uh, in the lives and stuff. So you, we, we, all you can do is learn, hopefully learn from that the best you can and go forward because i mean there are mistakes that you can like learn from there and adjust like the bit like what ej was talking about with his business and making money but then there are other mistakes that are like life i don't want to say life choices but maybe like you know something that big you know where maybe you had the wrong role models and stuff and but you learn but you might have you might have to take a serious l you know so i do want to point out there there are different types of mistakes and ways you can recover like how you know Absolutely. Now, some, you know, fortunately, I would, I think it's safe to say that everybody that's on the Swang on show, none of us have really made uh, such large of a mistake that has that type of irreprehensible damage that you can't take back because a lot of those type of stints either, you know, result in somebody losing their life or somebody uh, going to prison for an extended period of time. So fortunately, we're all here to even even talk about that subject. But on episode 27, we had, uh, brushed up a little bit and talked about the concept of emotional intelligence, Kyle, and what you were just saying kind of makes me wonder if, if, if working on our own emotional intelligence and being more aware of how our mistakes affect other people, if that's the real preemptive way that we can stop making mistakes in the future, CJ, your thoughts on that. Um, Do you think that um, being more aware of how your mistakes affect other people would be a, a good way to stop making mistakes entirely? Oh, yeah, because, you know, man, at that point, you're looking at the bigger picture. You just ain't looking at it for yourself. You know, it's a it's a selfless act, you know, and that, that comes with growth. You know, I, I'm still I'm still learning things and shit when it comes to like relationships and stuff of how to, you know, not always think about myself. And sometimes it's just a thing where you ain't even really conscious that you're doing it because you've just been doing it for so long you're so used to doing it a certain way but when somebody is able to point that out and tell you you realize okay maybe i need to switch up so you know listening is a key part of it too you know so you can learn from those things that you did in the past and better yourself because all of us at the end of the day we should always want to better ourselves and not remain the same you know stay stagnant basically keep full progress so yeah definitely you gotta learn from your past mistakes and everything with it now i think that um what you said is is very crucial when it comes to like um dealing with other people in general like if you're if you have to be willing to um give a little to get a little in return. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to the Swanglin show, you got to know everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. The Swanglin heavyweight champion vice grip representing South Florida is in the house. I need to know right now, vice, have you ever fucked up so bad that you couldn't believe it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been times, you know, um, I don't really want to go into the professional life on here too much, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, there's been some, there's been some times where I look and I'd be like, oh my God, 
And, you know, you, you get hit with that moment like, okay, do I do the honest thing and own up to it? Or do I try to sweep it under the rug somehow and create a way that I, I get out of it, you know? And a lot of times, you know, the best thing is to just own up to it and, and go the honest route. And sometimes you got to sweep that thing under the rug. You'd be like, nah, you know, not today. <laughs> it depends on at what level that mistake is and how how much the ripple effect is going to affect. Because like you said, your mistake, especially, you know, whether it's, it's working or in a relationship, it affects other people. Um, that's a judgment call to where it's like, okay, now how is this going to affect other people? What's the right course of action going forward? Um, so, yeah, it's usually best to just be honest, but there has been times where, you know, be like, nah, I ain't telling the boss this today. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweeping this under the rug. I know he's in the bad mood and it's not, it's not happening. I'll tell him later on in the week, you know, something fucking happened. So. Absolutely. And, and it's been an underlying topic dude, over the last like three or four episodes of the show to where we touch on these different moments that create vulnerability in you as a man and about how this is like really like the fulcrum and the fucking center point of whether this is the moment that's going to fucking decide whether you're a buster or you're a fucking champion. That moment when you fucking feel uncomfortable, when things aren't the way that they're supposed to be and you might start feeling some anxiety and shit coming on. That's that moment that you got to learn to thrive in and be able to take the L even when you take the L, because sometimes the knowledge that comes along with that loss is better than anything you could ever win in life. And I swear to God, sometimes you got to be able to have that clarity to see that and know that sometimes the prize that you think is the prize isn't always the prize. You walk away with some real gems taking losses out here and not that I'm encouraging taking an L, but I've taken so many in my professional and personal life to know that without them, I definitely would not be in the position that I am right now. So you got to be available to take your lumps sometimes. It's like when you were a kid, Kyle, and you just started playing uh, youth football, the first time they handed you to the football, it hurt like a motherfucker when you got tackled. But the second time you got hit, it hurt a little bit less. And then the third time you got hit, it, your whole body was numb because it was two degrees because we live in Ohio like fools, and you couldn't feel it at all ever again. So you got to be able to um, – put yourself out there and take those uh, uh, take those shots. Cause taking the L sometimes man, will just thicken your skin, make you a better person, make you wiser, make you stronger. But we, we definitely are leaning towards having a whole entire episode just about vulnerability and it's in its entirety as a concept, because it's been an underlying thing in every episode that we've been talking about these, just these moments where you can either, you can either decide to break free from the pack and make something fucking amazing happen, or you could be a little son of a bitch, like I've been telling you on the Swangland Show, episode 28. Um, we're going to title this episode, I Made a Mistake. I think that's a good title because right now I'm going to segment into what I feel like is the biggest mistake that I ever made in my life. Well, there's been some mistakes. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. There's been fucking more than I'd ever be willing to admit. And to some of you guys, I'd probably lie about it. How you like that, you little son of a bitch? You got to be able to prove it. You got to be able to have proof <laughs> in the court of the Swangland show in Casa de la Swangle. But I'm going to tell you guys, man, about the biggest mistake that I feel like I ever made in my life. And um, why I made that mistake and what I learned from it. So check this out. So I've, when I was younger, like a kid, maybe like eight or nine years old, um, they started to see like traits in me academically to believe that I was like a gifted 
child because of the way that I process numerics in English, right? So I was, I was very skilled in English and arithmetic as a child. And they started testing me for these things, right? Like, and I, I got fucking scared of it because I kind of felt like if I, if I uh, went the route of like giving them a hundred percent of, of what they were trying to test me for that, like maybe other kids would think I was a fucking geek or something or like mm-hmm. whatever. And then like, as I progressed into academics, like I fucked around a lot. Like I fucking, I'm pretty sure I had to take like three English classes, my senior year of high school all at one time in order to graduate and was always in alternative school methods and doing all types of shit. And it's because I fucked around all the time because I, I, I don't know, maybe I just wanted to fit in with people and wanted to be friends with people. But I feel like, um, during those years, I was, uh, I lost a lot of sharpness and potential, a lot of time wasted that I could have applied myself more. And, um, I feel like the biggest mistake that I've ever, ever made in my life was not applying myself academically as a child. Kyle, Nucleus Holsinger, since we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pass this around the motherfucking table. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? Um, I would say something like similar. Yeah. Like I wish I'd have studied harder in school, which would have put me in a position to do more things, this and that. But actually if I had to, I wish I had to move further away. I wish I'd have went out uh, for my college. I went to the university of Finley. I wish I'd have chose like Florida state or I don't know, UCLA or Washington, or I wish I'd have went out and traveled farther uh, and just did something more than, than stayed around the local area that I was at. That would be my biggest mistake. I wish I would have, then moved out sooner yeah i feel like um i also have in that regard feeling like maybe i capsized myself by not by not um expanding and and going to a different place of the world and trying to set my feet in the ground and to fucking stand on it man like i'm always looking at things like what is the greatest challenge like what is it what is the biggest thing that i can do what is how can i get there and you know reaching out and branching out jumping out and going to a different part of the country and starting your life over is a ballsy fucking move so kudos to anybody that's ever taken that risk cj denaro the king of the wing from new news kitchen is in the house representing cincinnati Bengals. Um, on the Swangland show as they play for the AFC championship today. This episode will be out after that game has uh, been played. So I'm going to ask you this question right now, CJ DeNero. What is the biggest mistake that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to make tonight in the AFC championship? Zero. Zero. We ain't going to make no mistakes. You see that shit? You see that shit, Kyle? When you represent for your squad when a motherfucker, like when Stan Edwards Jr. hired Nucleus Pro Bono to be his manager within the quest for the Swangland Heavyweight Championship. (laughs) When you get put on the spot and you get asked a question about the fucking squad, you don't fucking hesitate. You say, bingo, zero fucking faults. We're getting it done. Your fucking team's a bum. It's going down. So, Kyle, did you learn your lesson from that mistake? (laughs) Yes. You know, and uh, I I do want to bring out uh, bring up something. You were talking about that seeing things at eye level or whatever. That is very similar to what like the Eastern philosophy of mindfulness, and the opposite would be mindlessness. So like the mistake of forgetting where the hell your car keys are and stuff that has to do with the fact you were kind of mindlessly putting your car keys wherever the hell you put them. If you're mindful of I'm putting my car keys in this spot, or you you know you have these things set up like that. Right. Um, 
it, it can actually help with, you know, not making mistakes. If you're constantly in the moment, seeing things at eye level and taking them for what they are, uh, you're, you don't forget that where you put stuff because you were in the moment as you did it. So I think that that man was talking about uh, staying in the moment as you do things prevents a hell of a lot of mistakes. Vice. Right. I feel like I feel like you want to chime in on this. What Kyle yeah. just said right there. I would just say at least you know with organization, it's like if you get put on autopilot. Like for me, I try to organize everything about my next day, the day before. You know, when when I'm sitting up for work, I got everything done the day before, so I could just get up and go. I'm on autopilot. You know, there's usually almost no mistakes. You know, in preparation and. It goes back to something my pops always said. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So if you don't got a plan, you're already shooting yourself in the foot from the get-go. Yeah, man, the P's. Have you ever heard this? I know somebody in this in this chat right now knows about the P's. The P's is that sentence, yeah, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. So EJ Harrison, my man slanging them pizzas out there and them cheesecakes out there in Fostoria, Ohio, um, what is the biggest mistake that you've ever made? I don't know, man. I can't, I can't tell you the biggest one. I've made a lot of mistakes, man. You know, it's like COVID-19 with mistakes, man. You know, this is going to be a different variant every different month, man. You're going <laughs> to keep having mistakes. It's just as you grow, you're going to obviously run into mistakes. I don't think I've grown to where I'm going to be at yet. So I'm almost, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm, I'm looking forward to my next mistake and solving it and getting past it and all that good stuff they tell you to do. But as far as my biggest mistake, man, there was this girl named Tina back in the day. Let me tell you, I should have hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, if you're listening to the Swangling Show, you little son of a bitch. I hope you fucking go to sleep tonight and you think long and hard and you probably wake up next to some dude that fucking don't even got the gumption to take his soggy ass to the YMCA once a month. And you're looking at EJ Harrison and he tried to holler at you back in 1997, you dog face dummy bitch. And you fucking spun him around. <laughs> Look at you right. now. Look at you now. When you see EJ flexing probably Mercedes Benz and shit out here and you get blinded by the sight of his fucking two knuckles that sit on the outside of his hand, you know, and you're like, damn. You know, I made a mistake, didn't you, Tina? <laughs> you know, oh, man. After that moment of pure silence, R.I.P. Tina. R.I.P. Tina. <laughs> for the mistakes that she made. And um, that's one thing that I love about um, what you said, EJ, is you're looking forward to making that next mistake because you got to have that's like the ultimate, in my opinion, like level of mastery of self when you're willing to embrace challenge, man. I'm, I love it, dude. Sometimes like things will spin out of control in life and you're not going to ever be in control of what happens or what comes your way. So you got to be willing to assess what's in front of you and be open for challenge and open for change because that's, what's going to make you better. You never know what you can do until you're forced to really push it to the limit and see what you're capable of doing. And that's a some real shit we're going to drop to you on the Swangling Show, episode 28. Joshua P. Dunn. Today, the P is for so many things that we can't even talk about it, man. I don't want to get PETA on my ass. I don't want to get cancel cultured. 
I don't want to get shadow banned. I don't want to do all that shit because if I start dropping and if I start popping my shit on the Swangling Show all the way, they're going to shut this motherfucker down. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> yes, I think you should do it. I feel like that's what Mr. Rage, Mr. Rage really wanted me to do it. And um, yeah. Mr. Like Rage, his, would, his aim would to be would be to be canceled. Like oh, he yeah. wouldn't be yeah, so until he was canceled. Yeah, and I think at some point, like I feel like the ultimate goal is if you know if we get to that point where we got to just deliberately get canceled, we got to do it like epically. It's got to be like Swangling 100 in the mountaintop, you know, live view with aerial drones. And all types of high production value will make it look like it's a fucking Miramax film. Yeah, all I want to say is if, if I get arrested, you got to foot the lawyer bill. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, what if what if I told you, yeah, and then you couldn't find me? Would that be considered a mistake? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be a mistake on my part. <laughs> yeah, it would be a mistake for both of us, definitely, because you don't want to do people dirty. That's a mistake. Yeah, and in some instances, trusting people is a mistake too. So you got to be real careful, yeah. you know, when you're dealing with people like the swing on heavyweight champion. I mean, he's the ultra villain. You know what I mean? Those glasses were expensive. I told you, you don't want to know what he paid for him on the Swangland show. Oh, we got Nucleus in the building giving us some great game about some mistakes that he's made and about some advice of how emotional intelligence can potentially help you stop making mistakes entirely. We got my man, the ultimate Cincinnati Bengal fan, the king of the wing, CJ De Niro in the house, dropping some game about mistakes as well. Now, CJ, I know that you're working on a new album right now, that No More Sucker Shit Part 2. What is yeah. a what is a mistake that you've made in the album-making process that you'll never make again? Shit, man, that's <laughs> the album making process. One that I continuously make is making announcements. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've learned that don't make an announcement about the album. Now you can make an announcement about the album, but don't talk about no release date until that motherfucker is done. All the features is turned in. The bitches mixed down. It's ready to go. If you get if you still slanging CDs, you got the CDs pressed up, promos been done, everything together. Then you then you drop a release date because I've had to push back so many projects multiple times. I don't think I've ever released a project on the first release date that I announced. I don't think I've ever did that. Absolutely. If you're listening to the Swang on show, there's a lesson to be learned there. You know, don't don't tell motherfuckers you're ready until you're ready. Now, vice grip, exactly. man. My man, Vice Grip, and um, I'm going to also pass this question around the room, Vice, because I know you're working on a new project as well. What's something that you've done in the album-making process that you just will never do again? Knew it was a mistake. Uh, I would kind of lean towards what CJ says, uh, you know, expect things to go exactly how you plan because they never do. There's always curveballs in the process so you just got to kind of learn to roll with the punches um on official projects i really don't do too many features i try to do everything myself as much as i can um you know i, I produce i write i uh, generally record myself right now i'm working my new album with uh the j hex project is engineering it mixing and mastering it but you know um depending on other people sometimes can be a mistake depending on who they are and and, you know, how, how much they're committed to something. So, you know, 
everything's a learning process and uh you know you try to you try to do as much you always need other people so you got to try to make solid decisions on who you work with when you evolve yourself you know because you can't do everything yourself so there's always going to be other people involved in the project and that goes out to like cj said if you're pressing cds and merchandise you got to rely on uh, manufacturers and distributors and shipping and delivery, which right now in the pandemic world is all kinds of messed up. So, you know, release dates, <laughs> I would, I would not even like to hear the word release date. I'm not even thinking about it until, you know, it's a hundred percent at the end of it, you know, done that a hundred percent product ready to go. Cause you can't really, there's too many variables right now. That's some real game for our artist friends that are listening. You know what I'm saying? You got to be careful with that. Be careful with announcing shit because you never know some shit can switch shit up. Now, if you're watching the video version of the Swangland Show, episode 28, you just watched our first time special guest, EJ Harrison, pull them flowered fingertips out and roll him out a fucking flip out of pizza dough like it was nobody's business. I want you to tell the people again one more time, my friend, where they can grab some pizza at. Uh, the venue 18, Daddy and K's, get this New York style pizza, man. I've had nothing but positive reviews on it. It's delicious. I'm actually making one for myself right now because I still smell it in the air and I need it. <laughs> I That's how it be, man. Thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you CJ, if you want to make a trade, I could do wings too. Shit. Uh, hey, we can do that. Oh, I need yeah. to try some new pizza anyway. Now, what about it's this? Delicious. What what if what if there's a way you know that somehow uh, something was just sparked right now where it's going to be like the new news chicken fried chicken pizza at Daddy and K's something that you could get like ooh, maybe we can, you could, we do, can a, do that maybe you ooh. could do an exclusive trade off where you guys just combine this family right. and just headbutt pretty much just headbutt the four one nine with something so exclusive that maybe they could never get again. You know, maybe on that pizza. Shit. Maybe the Swangland show. Chunks? Yeah, maybe Chunk maybe Chunk. the Swangland oh, yeah. show could be the beacon for something crazy going on right now. Now, I'm, I see as I start talking about pizza, man, and I start talking about chicken wings, man. I just seen the fucking the baby face, man, the fucking co-host of the Swangland show, the fucking fickle freckle boy living in the sea, the fucking <laughs> the, the ultimate good guy, dude. His smile grew from ear to ear, and I know that. <laughs> This is a complete testament to you guys, though, and I don't think you guys fully understand that. Like, the pizza's that good. The chicken wings are that good that just the thought of either one of them or both of them combined made turn child like Kyle into like a six-year-old boy ready <laughs> to sit down at the dinner table. And if you're watching the video of the Swang on Show, you can see this shit. It's live. <laughs> We're making Kyle hungry. Kyle, what did you have? Um, did, you make a, did you make a mistake for breakfast today, Kyle? <laughs> no. But they're not doing it. Well, nope. I think I think uh, we may have had some slight technical issues there. You turned into a robot for a second. It was kind of cool. But nobody <laughs> knows what you said. So did you or did you not make a mistake for breakfast today? Oh, no. But uh, I did have chicken wings for lunch, and they were not as good as Nunes. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. The Swangland show, we wouldn't encourage any type of negativity or whatever, but if you want to throw it out there whose wings aren't as good as Nunu's chicken, you know, you can drop some, you can drop the bomb here if you feel like it. Yeah, I, I want to point out that uh uh daddy 
You ain't point no. nothing out. No, he's just pointed out. Team. He's pointed out, yeah. Kyle, you just pointed out that you got fired. It's like a factory system now on the Swang on show. Every every time we get two technical glitches, dude, you're done. You're fired. You feel me? Oh, here on out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just fucking with you, my dude. But yeah, I have yet to try the daddy and daddy and K's cheesecake, but it's gonna happen at some point. You know, I gotta gotta so gotta show thing. love for the home team, and I'm always a fan of cheesecake. I'm sure everybody that loves the Swangler show loves cheesecake, and I would say it's a mistake if you don't try it. It's a mistake if you don't support Nunu's Kitchen. It's a mistake. If you don't donate one dollar towards the cause of Vice Grip cutting his mustache out like Hulk Hogan for the Swang on show. So we're gonna get this, we're gonna get this little uh, GoFundMe or like some type of donation box available. And if we can reach the very small number of what do you say, Vice? 40 bucks a million, we'll call, a million oh, dollars. You gotta you get know, a million dollars for me to consider that shit. We talked on a previous episode what you can happen. get for what you can get for forty dollars. That's not worth having a Hogan stash for twenty four hours to represent yeah, no, the Swing on Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I'll what do you want to recover the barber? What the hell? I have to do that oh. shit myself. Got that shit looking all ugly. <laughs> well, see, I have a feeling that that's the reason why I can't grow a beard because every time, every time I try to cut my beard, I fuck it up. So. I suggest if you know if you're listening to the Swangler show and you're a man and you want to have a cool beard, you should probably go somewhere and get it lined up correctly because I can't do it. And it's hard as fuck for me to do it. It's a mistake every time that I do it. Now I feel um as always on every episode, feeling super blessed and thankful that I'm able to be joined by members of the illustrious conspiracy family as we're chopping it up on the Swangler show. Um on this episode, um I did not make the mistake that I've been making on previous episodes where like halfway through, I'll call it a different episode number. So I've called it episode 28, the whole episode this time. So I fixed my own behavior. So I'm feeling very, feeling very great about that. Now, I want to say thank you to you guys specifically for joining me today on the Swangland Show. As always, I got my man, the co-host, Kyle Nucleus. Whole singer, you know what I'm saying? He could teach you a thing or two about making mistakes, let me tell you. And as always, yeah. we got CJ De Niro, the king of the wing, representing New News Kitchen, the conspiracy family, representing the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully he'll yeah. be hopefully he'll be popping his shit next week on the Swangland show about how the Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl. That would be great. Oh um, and my man EJ Harrison joining us live from the kitchen of Daddy and K's pizza at venue 18 in Fostoria, ohio you got to get your ass out there you little son of a bitch and you order enough for two meals because he deserves it round of applause round of applause for ej harrison and daddy and case pizza out there another round of applause for my man uh, cj de Niro, aka new news kitchen out there in finley ohio putting it down Round of applause for the fickle freckle boy. The fucking nucleus is like the big dad. You guys don't even know how many kids this dude takes care of regularly, bro. <laughs> to do what you do, round of applause to you. And as always, we're gonna save. Um, you know, if I could, if I could throw in my just my little opinion right now, we're gonna save the best for last. The swang on heavyweight champion, man. The dude that's been holding it down, flexing with the nonstop appearances on the swang on show. He even shows up wearing the conspiracy family gear. 
vice grip, my friend. We're going to give you a round of applause, man, because you deserve it. You've been holding it as the Swangland heavyweight champion, and we're really looking forward to to everything that you bring to the table on the Swangland show. It's episode 28. It's Joshua P. Dunn. The episodes aren't perfect. You might be able to hear my dogs barking in the background. Our audio might be fucked up from time to time. But look, you know, the audio might fuck up from time to time. You might be able to hear these dogs barking, but no matter what, we're giving you some real fucking game. And things might not be perfect. Yeah, man. You got to, just like the Swangland show is not perfect, either are you, you little son of a bitch. So I made a mistake one time and you made one too. So if you're listening to the Swangland show, that wasn't a mistake. Rick's dangling for life.